0: Welcome to Data-Driven Recruiting. In this podcast, we talk about strategies and techniques for leveraging objective talent data to improve hiring processes.
1: Welcome back to Data-Driven Recruiting. My name is Sophia Beck, and I'm joined by my co-host Tigran Sloyan.
0: Hey, Sophia. So today we're chatting about five frequently asked questions, most frequently asked questions uh, about technical assessments
1: yeah, this is exciting. I will get my answer, you know questions answered. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. So let's start with uh you know the question number five.
0: number five.
1: Why use a technical assessment solution at all?
0: Yes, that's a question that we commonly get because believe it or not, this is not. Uh, the accepted norm right most of the industry goes on with their lives without using any proper assessments most of them rely on resumes and pedigree to vet candidates mm-hmm. others rely on their gut feelings about sort of someone's background or you know if they're they like the smile or anything else <laughs> so i think the primary reason to use technical assessments is to just bring more objective data into your process and more Uh, give more fair opportunity to everybody, which is, if nothing else, it's a legal requirement, right? Mm -hmm. There is an entire committee called the Equal Opportunity Employment Committee whose sort of sole purpose is to enforce that like you should give everybody an equal opportunity to get a job at your company. And unfortunately, without some automation, without some level of automation of the measurement of ability, it's really hard to do. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not automating the measurement of ability, then you're making random, gut feeling based calls because yeah. like there is no way your internal team is going to be able to interview everybody, right? And if you're not interviewing everybody, then you're just eliminating people for random reasons mm-hmm. to cut down the numbers into a small enough pool where your team can start interviewing.
1: Right, and it's kind of surprising that that you know the engineering or technical talent—it's a very highly professional. Mm-hmm occupation but unlike you know like cpas or you know accountants or lawyers like we don't have any way to even certify whether these people have the right skills to build anything yeah yeah. (laughs) it's
0: it's kind of falling behind in many ways this is like evaluations even psychometric evaluations are Mm -hmm. like pretty much the norm right like there are entire Like Vista Equity Partners, which is one of the largest owners of software companies, whenever they buy a new software firm, they enforce a psychometric assessment. Like, you cannot work at any of the Vista Equity companies if you Mm -hmm. don't go through a psychometric assessment. So, assessments in most other fields are very, very, as you mentioned, with like CPAs and lawyers, like, there's no lawyer that hasn't done through bar, right? Right. But in technical assessment, it's still a question, should we right. use one or should we not?
1: Or so. even like real estate professional.
0: Even real estate right. professionals, right. right? To cut hair, you need a license to cut True. hair. <laughs> you, yeah. you do.
1: Yeah, or even nails.
0: Yeah, nails. Yeah.
1: <laughs> interesting. So. All right, so question number four. Mm-hmm. Why can I just stick to multiple choice questions in technical assessment?
0: Yeah, so this is an interesting one because at the end of the day, you're know, like, okay, we need an assessment, but like, I could just build one using, like, Google Forms and, like, just put multiple choice questions. Uh, I think usually I hear this from non-technical people who are trying to think about technical assessments, because mm-hmm. building a multiple choice question, think of, like, assessing someone's ability to, like, ride a bike using multiple choice questions, right? I could totally tell you how to ride a <laughs> bike.
1: <laughs> theoretically. With
0: multiple choice <laughs> questions, right? It's yeah. like, got to hold the thing, you got to move it left and right whenever, yeah. you know, it needs to go, you got to... Paddle to make it move, right? I will get right. a perfect score, but then you put me on a bike, I'll fall right off. Uh, similar concept here, right? When you're trying to measure someone's ability to do something like software engineering, you have to do like a simulation of the job, like give mm-hmm. them the actual bike and see if they can ride it.
1: Like the driving test. The, like the Behind driving the test. wheel, yeah, you yeah, exactly. just. You don't just let people on the road right right after the written questions, right? You have to do the behind the wheel.
0: So knowing it in theory and being able to do it in practice are Mm. very different things. So just going with multiple choice questions is never going to cut it.
1: Right. Okay. Makes sense. All (laughs) right. Uh, Question number three. Okay. Well, this one is actually a very interesting one. So technical assessments is good, Mm -hmm. but senior candidates hate taking test, what right. do you think?
0: Not really. So I think there is a perception like that, like, you know, most candidates hate taking assessments. I think that perception has been primarily created by terribly designed tests. I think mm. what's been happening over the last 10 years is a lot of candidates have been handed assessments that have nothing to do with the job, right? Which is very frustrating. Right. And like most senior candidates these days expect that. Mm. Like if I'm coming in as a senior front end engineer, when you mention a test, I'm thinking you're just going to give me like a reverse a binary tree type test. And I'm going to hate it because, of mm-hmm. course, like I haven't done that in five years. I don't yeah. need to reverse binary trees. I build beautiful UIs and I code in React, right? right? That's the difference. I think I have seen a lot of senior candidates very much enjoy taking tests when the test is relevant to the job. Mm-hmm. When a test has nothing to do with the job, of course they hate it.
1: Yeah, because if like... it's relevant to your job and skill, then right. it is a great chance to prove yourself.
0: Exactly. Right. It's yeah. it's it's a it's a chance for you to show your abilities yeah. to kind of, it's almost like a fun kind of.
1: Yeah, and negotiate uh, for your salary better because I did well. Exactly. It could be opportunity, but yeah, I can hear you on if it's test that's not really. You, you don't necessarily agree that this is actually a fair one to measure my skill, then right. it'll just feel like, why are we doing this?
0: Right. Yeah. right. So, so like a similar to like, I don't know, let's say you're hiring a pilot who's going to fly like a passenger, Mm -hmm. plane, then you give them a, I don't know, flight simulator to fly, I don't know, like a fight jets or something like, they'll be like, I can't do this, like, this is not my (laughs) uh, competency. And then of course, they'll be frustrated coming out of it. So I think that's been, it's been more of a technological limitation, right? Most Mm -hmm. tools before CodeSignal have been only limited to measuring like algorithmic ability, which doesn't necessarily translate to like what senior engineers do day to day, and it creates frustration from
1: that. I see. Yeah. All right, so question number two, how should I build my test?
0: That's a good question, too, right? So we hear that a lot, like, how mm-hmm. should I build my test? Who should build it? Should we organize, like, test creation process internally? Should we... Mm-hmm. Committees and, like, things like that. I think there is a simple answer there. You shouldn't be building your own tests. Like, if you if you bought an assessment solution that told you, like, here is a library of questions, you're, you're on your own. Like, go let your engineering team figure it out. That just doesn't work, right? It just doesn't work because test design is a whole discipline of its own. And expecting that your internal engineers would all of a sudden pick it up and run with it is just a mistake. Right. They're just going to butcher it and end up with an assessment that has, again, nothing to do with the job. Yeah. And on top of that, it's probably going to have a lot of compliance issues. So you're going to eventually issues. get sued by somebody that says, like, who the hell built this test? Right. right. Yeah. Uh, so I think the simple question there is you shouldn't be building your own tests. And right. if you are, you really need some expert advice on how to do it, what mm-hmm. to do, when, and like what gotchas to avoid.
1: Okay, so this is not your IKEA furniture, right? Not it's it's not, it it not IKEA furniture
0: for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. it's not designed to be built by your, on your okay. own.
1: It's more like the the airplane, right? Yes. Yeah, like don't assemble your own in. airplane, on, right? Yeah, <laughs> so safety issue, legal issue, the whole yep. sprang. Okay, that is. So the last question, the 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 most asked questions. Uh, what should I look for when I'm evaluating different solutions for yep. technical assessment?
0: Yeah, so like I think a lot of the times, again, because this is not something people buy every day, mm-hmm. the question arises of like, what what should I be looking for, right? Like what matters and what doesn't matter? I think uh, there's three key things that matter in like offering a great assessment service, right? It's design, it's uh you know delivery and yeah. the analysis right yeah. so design we just talked about it right mm-hmm. like if the, the assessment platform is not coming with professional design tests and with support to build great assessments then you should just run away uh the second piece is delivery right so like that the, the flight simulator that we just mentioned like can, can you deliver a really great experience that candidates feel like you know oh, my God, this is exactly what I do in my day-to-day. This is mm-hmm. giving me a fair chance to display my ability. And then when it comes to analyze, it's can the assessment service help you put the results in context? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, what you're trying to do is you're trying to understand someone's ability compared to not just everybody else who applied to you, but compared to the rest of the developer population. And if an assessment service can't help you do that, then you know you're limiting yourself because evaluating candidates in your own bubble and making judgments in your own bubble is always gonna lead to subpar results. You always wanna compare it to the global population and understand where is my actual bar instead of every company saying we just have a high bar because compared to the bubble, everybody who hired was like top 2%. I
1: see, yeah. Well, thank you so much for your input today and thanks for listening in. For more tips and insights on data driven recruiting, please go visit ddr.cosignal.com.